Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of If Memory Serves here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. I'm Taylor as he is every month when we wander back to the hazy halls of our memories growing up in the Bay Area in the 80s and 90s. He's the clone head to my Ben Cooper Inspector Gadget. It's my brother, Seb. Seb, how's it going? Good evening. <laughs> we have been expecting you. Nice. <laughs> it's it's going really well. Good. Um, yeah, it's great to hear from you. How, how has your month been? Uh, my month has been interesting i should say i was about to say great and i'm like well no it was it was interesting because obviously you know if you were listening last month folks it was it's my birthday month uh september was so i am i am now 42 and um exactly a week before my birthday i was moving a ladder in the garage knock loose a road sign which proceeded to land on my head and split my scalp open oh no yeah um not a fun experience. Uh, definitely need to secure those signs better. Uh, bled pretty good and ended up with four staples in my head for a week. Yikes. Yeah, that was um, not how I wanted to spend that week at all because I was planning to get a haircut and you can't really get a haircut with staples in your head. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the nice thing was I, I they had told me originally, oh, yeah, come back in a week and, and we'll take it out. I'm like, really? On my birthday? And they're like, well, <laughs> you could do it on Saturday or Monday. It doesn't have to be exactly seven, you know, six to eight. I'm like, okay, I'll be there first thing on Saturday. My first question was after, you know, are you all right, was like, is, is it going to be like a – are they staples on your – like under the hair, like is it something like a scar you wouldn't see? Or oh is yeah, it gonna, is it going to be a big Frankenstein whammo kind of? No, thing? it's it's not like that Frankenstein Frankenstein scar on Dad's forehead. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, no, the the staples themselves. Um, uh, no scar, no scabbing. You know, you look at my head and you'd never know that it was there. It actually healed up really well. I was very happy with that. That's good. Um, it was just, oh, I had to be a little careful brushing my hair Yeah. for that week. Because if I wasn't careful and I hit those staples, it's kind of like, ah, oh, dang, I forgot that was there. <laughs> oh. it, it, luckily, during the week, it's not like they hurt very much, but I did get a tetanus booster as part well, of it. Good. And Lord, that sent me for a loop. Oh, did you? Did oh, boy. Yeah, I spent, like, easily half that week um, oh. just feeling just horribly fatigued and tired and like I was fighting a cold. Um, so that was really rough. Um, We're just getting old and falling apart. We are getting old like. and falling apart. That's exactly right. Um, but the awesome part of the month was obviously seeing all you guys uh, yeah. for my birthday. I am I am thrilled to say that the um, RC10 uh, remote control car that I got for my 10th birthday, 32 years ago, uh, lives once again. Yay! It runs. Um, I got it. Uh, I got it put together. I think last weekend. Um, did just a little bit of testing with it. Um, kind of just drove it around very gently, 
in the living room just to kind of break everything in and make sure it's all right. I think this weekend I'm going to get it outside in the front yard and uh, and let her rip. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's um, yeah. This, these modern components they're definitely a lot faster. Um, mm. So there there is the chance I may completely destroy the transmission in it, but we'll we'll see how that goes. Fingers crossed, right? It was so much fun seeing you at your birthday lunch. And one of the reasons I had such a blast seeing you yeah. was that not only did I give you a gift, but you gave me a gift. Not a, not a gift, the gift. <laughs> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my brother is the best brother on earth because he got me, as I've said in a previous, we've talked about in previous episodes, a cassette tape of my favorite childhood uh, uh, soundtrack, which happens to be... Yeah, that it's is the audio cassette tape awesome. of the theme song of the TV show Moonlighting. Wait, wait. It really is an audio cassette tape. Isn't that great? I'm just a stranger. I can't tell you how many times when I was a kid, I could retreat into mom and dad's car and just put this cassette tape in the deck while it was parked in the driveway and just rock out and like all the troubles of the universe would go away. Yeah, and, I bet. And thank you for being the greatest brother ever. Thank you for spending Officially. that dollar on you. Yes, yes. Best dollar you've ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> that I think that's at least been the most entertaining part of my Friday. Thank you <laughs> very much, Seb. <laughs> Um, and and yeah. thank you for the uh, Doctor Who role playing game that I had Score. when I was a kid. Um, I'm pretty stoked. I want to sit down and actually kind of study that and try to get some friends together and, and try it out. Totally. Yeah. Previously on. Previously on. Previously on. If memory serves. Yes. So I, I think uh, from our birthday episode, there there was a story that you wanted to share that you had forgotten about and remembered after. The yeah, birthday. yeah, just really quickly. Um, I mean, when we were growing up as kids, mom had a special uh, ceramic dinner plate that was um, it was red in color, and mm-hmm. I think it said on the plate, you know, you are very special today. Yeah. Or today's your special day. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and you were, who, I think it's you are very special today. Yeah, you are very special today. And if it was, I, I seem to recall if uh, if it was our birthday, we would get served our grub on that special plate. That's right. Um, and uh, you, when I moved up here to Sacramento like 10 years ago, mom actually bought another one and gave it to me. So I have one uh, floating around my apartment somewhere. I didn't so. know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's cool. kind, of a, kind of a nice thing. So little memory of um, yeah, it was just just kind of like a childhood family tradition that somehow I totally forgot about and just had to kind of add it as a as a postscript. So to speak. oh, totally, and I had forgotten about it too until you mentioned it. Yeah, that was a great plate though. That that always made my day eating off that thing. Yeah, for sure. Do you uh, remember? Um, hmm. We had these plates that were like um, doodles that we had drawn. Yes. Oh yes. And I think mom still has mom dad still have them. Um, I don't know that for certain, but I'd be shocked if she'd gotten rid of them. I don't even think they were ceramic. They were almost no, like... it's a, um, uh, uh, um, oh God, elementary schools and stuff do it a lot. You basically draw on a paper plate yeah, and they're somehow able to transfer it to like a plastic plate of some kind. 
Yeah, but it's not like a flimsy thing. Like it's something you can rewash in the washing. Oh cup. yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's a and... proper plate. You know, you can microwave it and and chuck it in the dishwasher. Everything. Yeah. I'd like to take another look at those next time I'm down at mom and dad's house. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. You know, speaking of birthday stuff, on my birthday, I realized that I share my birthday with the premiere of G.I. Joe. Holy crap! Yeah. Are you serious? September no 16th. Yeah, sure enough. Wow. Yeah. How, that's cosmic. So that was I 85, I believe. Wow. Maybe it was 84. I forget now, of course. But yes. Actually, there's there's a couple of um, what '80s accounts that I follow that that they do a lot of either you know here's the birthdays today or here's stuff that happened on this day, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, sure enough, on my birthday I'm sitting there and there's like GI Joe premiered. I'm like, look, Aww. look, it's episode eight and nine tied together <laughs> on my birthday. I love it. Yeah, it's meant that to was be. Cool. Yeah. Oh, so what did you get up to last night? Well, I'll tell you one thing I did not get up to last <laughs> night, which I did. <laughs> Me too. Um, apparently, there was a one-night-only limited nationwide engagement theatrical re-release of the 1986 animated feature film The Transform- Transformers, the movie. Yeah. Uh, which, um, I guess it's one of those, what's it called, Fathom? Yes, Fathom Events. Fathom Events. events? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fathom mm-hmm. Events. Yeah. They're also responsible for, you know, uh, airing like special episodes of Doctor Who in uh, in theaters and stuff. So yeah, yeah, Fathom Events. Yeah, I mean, I've, I remember seeing, I've never been to one of their engagements. Of course, I've seen things like that during movie trailers where it's like, you know, come on this date and see Ferris Bueller's Day Off or something. And right. I always thought it was, you know, interesting and fun. But um, I mean, when you told me that they were going to do Transformers the movie, I was desperate hoping that it would be on a weekend so I'd be able to attend. Um, yeah. And hopefully not throw up this time. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a fun story. That was a that's such a trip movie because it's like you have Transformers dying and then I think somebody says the S word. It's or, it is it is a dark film. Yeah. It is a legitimately yeah. dark film. It's a very heavy heavy totally. movie. Totally. Yeah. Oh man. So um, I don't know. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I I um you know just on Facebook or whatever I I had some friends who were like I'm gonna go see it. Here's my ticket. Look at me. Look what I'm doing. And I'm like, man. Yeah. I don't know that I've seen that movie since. Oh yeah, I mean back I don't. Then Lord, I, I, I is it I even on DVD? It on, oh, I'm I'm sure it is. I I mean I don't own it on DVD or Blu-ray or anything like that. But um, yeah, I I, I don't think I've seen it all the way through since the 80s. At least. Yeah. I know I, I haven't. I mean, I remember parts of it, but... Yeah, so... And then, speaking of Transformers, there was the trailer for the new movie, which you had a friend in. Yeah, when um, when the Bumblebee movie was filming down in Santa Cruz. Um, you know, of course, during the middle of the week, so it's not like I could go do anything. They were looking for, you know, cars from a certain era to come down and you know, basically be background cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my friends who's got an 84, 85, 300ZX uh, uh-huh. went down with a couple guys who've got like Datsun 510s and 240Zs and stuff. Um, and uh, in the latest Bumblebee trailer, there's a, a very, like it's one of the first scenes of the trailer where the gal's riding her moped <clears throat> down the uh santa cruz wharf yeah 
Um, and there is a black 300ZX, you know, parked nose first into a parking spot and a guy standing right in front of it, I think in a blue shirt. That's him. That's yeah. his car. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about maybe seeing that movie. Part of me wonders, like, because I think that's set in the 80s. Uh, I think so. Pretty sure. And which is kind of cool. But at the same time, I'm kind of wondering if I'm going to be like upset because I'm going to be seeing scenes of the modern Santa Cruz Beach boardwalk in the background and being like, hey, that ride wasn't there in the 80s. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, on some level, you just got to suspend your disbelief. But right. it was filmed all over the Bay Area here. I almost kind of feel like I have to see it, like just to like show props. You know what I mean? I, on some level, yeah, I totally get it. And um, I, I suppose of of any of the Transformers movies, you know, this one uh, looks like it'll be pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been a fan of the other ones. I don't think I've really been a fan of a Transformer movie since 1986. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Ah, so, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, speaking of movies uh, mm-hmm. from the 80s, you threw a uh, a little oh. previously on here. What's going on? Oh, my goodness. So, of course, if we if we recall back to the very first episode we recorded, our Christmas episode, episode number one, um, there was a segment when I pined for um, toys that I never got as a child growing up, some of which because they never existed in the first place. Um, and I mentioned a set of -of one-of-a-kind unproduced prototype action figures for the 1984 film The Last Starfighter, uh, a a great science fiction yarn, in my opinion. Um, And there's a a website where you can see photos of of these action figures, and I found out this week that the owner is offering them up for sale, which is really cool, but of course they're probably going to sell in the you know, tens of thousands of dollars, um, probably. Um, so it's the kind of thing where, you know, I'll probably get some lotto tickets this weekend, see if I, uh, <laughs> I can score. Cause they're, they're just so darn cool because that movie just, I enjoyed it so much. Oh yeah. Last Starfighter um, is very much a classic and I'm, I'm literally, I'm looking at the pictures right now and you can tell that they're prototypes. I mean, they are a little rough. You can tell they're, mm-hmm. you know, the paint is, um, very pre-production mm-hmm. kind of stuff, but they are neat. I'll be very curious to see what they sell for. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Ah, uh, anyway, lay sigh. Lay sigh indeed. And while you sigh, let's see what's going on. An ABC News Brief brought to you by Budweiser Beer. Stay with us. The late edition is next. So you actually have thrown our news stories up there. I didn't really have anything. So tell us about them, Seb. So this just in, I'm not sure how to correctly pronounce this, but Tata Motors Limited, the Indian multinational automotive manufacturing company headquartered in Mumbai, is working on a four-person passenger car that will run on compressed air. Unlike the Air Jammer Road Rammer that we talked about in the previous episode, Mm -hmm. the Tata AirPod can actually be driven with a joystick. I think it's kind of cool. Really, a joystick, huh? Yeah, and, and I mean, air powered. Yeah, I mean, I guess the whole like business model is, you know, having economical and environmentally friendly vehicles for the developing world, which sounds like a laudable goal. Um, sure. Um, I don't know. I think I'd kind of like a car that I would 
fill with compressed air and but was also light enough that I could pick it up and back and spin the back wheel to spin the back wheels get it or going if it actually, or if it actually looked like an air jammer road rammer that would be pretty cool too because that was just like a rad you know dune buggy yeah totally kind of look <laughs> um well you know good luck to them i mean i know that you know india is a very very populated country and and the more that they can move toward clean um not really burning because it's on compressed air but uh yeah. Uh, clean fuels the the better for us all i think here here and uh, if the joystick looks like something off the atari 2600 even better i know even better exactly <laughs> uh, and then the other the only other news uh tidbit i have according to smithsonian.com scientists have discovered that giving ecstasy or mdma to octopuses or octopi makes them not want to play with Chewbacca or Stormtrooper Star Wars action figures. Okay. Wow. Makes this them is... not want to play with them. Yes, which I, you know, presumably some scientists are getting grant funding to learn these things. Um, Man, what is this What is this administration doing? Well, you know, I don't know, but, I mean, there's so many questions I have. It's like... Why were they playing with Star Wars action figures in the first place? Well, because they're cool. Well, I mean, no, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want them? But it's I mean, just now like... my my concern is were they were they you know mint in box when they were first handed to the octopuses? Right? Are they were they vintage? Is this like a collectible kind of situation? Or are they new ones you can just get down at Target? You know, it's like oh hey, it's Ray or it's BB right. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, um, person. I mean, personally, I've never like done drugs or ecstasy, especially. But, like, I definitely don't hear about people wanting to play with action figures when they're high. <laughs> well, and um, let's, let's, I haven't, obviously, I haven't done, you know, ecstasy. I know people who have, and I okay. understand, you know, what it's supposed to, you know, uh, what feelings it's supposed to give you. Um, and you do get all kind of mellow and cuddly and touchy and stuff. So it kind of makes sense that, okay, here's, you know, Chewbacca your stormtroopers you know effectively kind of war toys because you know rebels and all that in, in star wars <laughs> it, you're not going to cuddle with a stormtrooper there's nothing cuddly about a stormtrooper yeah but i mean I, I mean i guess what i'm saying is it's like are are the octopuses when they're on ecstasy are they not wanting to play with the star, the star wars toys but they're going to some other type of toys like 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 fluffy care bears toys, or something care bears or popples or popples. something. I mean, oh my god, popples! Okay, don't yeah. get started. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's like I mean, I guess if I clicked on the news story, I could have learned all these things. But ninety percent of the news I consume is just headlines. So <laughs> fair. Anyway, uh, fair. I if you want to let us know what um, what vintage toys um, ecstasy ridden. Um, octopuses should play with tweet at yeah. us yes at memory serves pod please, please do. Let, let us know what they should be playing with because i think we could get grant money to see what right. toys they would play with maybe they just put a whole bunch of glow sticks in there or something oh and well if you're gonna do glow sticks you got to do rave music yeah techno music for the octopi is yep. it octopi you're, you're an english maker yeah yeah okay you know um or if you're a bond fan it's you know it's octopuses Oh, of course. Great. Right. Um, yeah. 
Anyway, this time on If Memory Serves, we are getting spooky. Ooh. Cue the thunderstorm sounds in the background. Right. There's bats flapping all around. We have a black cat in the house, but he just wants to be fed. It's memers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, just in time. Hey, telemarketer. Hey, just great. In Thanks. Time. They're, they're calling to sell you some Halloween costumes. Apparently, no, apparently so. Maybe it's the FCC because I was talking about like drugs on like a podcast. I think I think one. Oh, please, that's nothing compared to most podcasts. I think one of these uh, days we just need to pick up and be like, "Hi, you're live on our podcast. Thanks yeah. for calling in. Do you <laughs> right, have a question, right. caller? Yeah." We need oh, to do geez. that. I'm oh, leave this in because this is a great idea. We could have like a 1-800 number people could call in and like yell at us. Oh, 1-800 nothing. We'll just give them your phone number because clearly your or phone, your phone, phone rings more than ours does. Oh, right. Yeah. 976. There we go. 976. Uh, call Seb. Right. Uh, <laughs> and that's seven anyway. minutes. Awesome. No. <laughs> it's like Transylvania. Remember Transylvania 65,000? Transylvania 65,000. God, that was a great movie. Do you remember that? Yes. Well, that was Jeff Goldblum. And Egg Bagley Jr., who you yes. share, you also share a birthday with, as well as G.I. Joe. That's true. That's true. I remember as a kid, speaking, I mean, this is kind of Halloween y, I guess. It is. Yeah. Trans, it's Transylvania. Let's run it, with it. Yeah. Trans, yeah. I remember as a kid, like, I loved that movie, but then, like, one time the phone rang at the house. I think it was just Grandpa or something. Probably. I had no idea who it was going to be, but I picked up the phone and I answered it like they answered it in the movie, and I just said, Transylvania 65,000. Oh, and, like, oh. like, mom totally, like, she didn't beat the <laughs> snot out of me, but she was. Pissed, you know? Oh boy! Yeah, and then do it was just do like do grandpa, do and he was like, "What?" Do do. Oh, that's, I know. What, that's how the phone would ring. Do 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 yeah, do do yeah. do do. Yeah, you're exactly right. Now, God, now I, I can just get a an MP3 of that and make it my ringtone. Uh, I have to watch that movie again. Now. I know that's God. I haven't seen that <laughs> in forever. Tonight uh, on movies we haven't seen in thirty yeah. years. Right, right. Oh no. Oh boy! So, so yeah, Halloween, man. That I'm, was. I'm very excited that we're doing this topic. This yeah, is, well, it's it, when we first way. decided to do a podcast. I mean, this was one of the first themes that popped into my mind. Oh, we'll have to eventually do a Halloween episode. And yes, thank you so much but for not at Christmas time when we started. Right. Exactly. So. <laughs> um, and it's really there's so many different places to start. I think it's, one place is as good as any is. So, some of our memories of costumes we wore as children on yes. Halloween for Halloween. Definitely. Um, and I think uh, one of the things you have here in the show notes is a, is a tidbit of information that mom gave us. Yes. Uh, which is interesting. This was, this was great because this came up when, when we all kind of met for uh, my birthday lunch earlier this month. And, um, you know, I, I think we both kind of had a memory of kind of changing up our costumes kind of last minute but i don't think we realized just how last minute it was indeed yeah i mean from what mom was saying it sounds like we would go to school on halloween and of course do the typical american elementary school school parade in a costume thing yep and then we would come home from school and want mom to drop whatever she was doing and on a dime turn around and whip up an entirely new different costume for that night's Halloween trick-or-treating. Yep. We want so, to do something else now. <laughs> yeah. It's like all of a sudden it's like 
you know, I'm, I'm Catherine Hepburn and I'm changing my clothes four times a day because I want to have be stylish and have different wardrobes or something. You That's know? a really random kind of Rosemary Baby-esque reference, well, but you. I will run with that. But I mean, it's just, we were, I guess we were like clothes horses or something, you know, big fashion. Sort of, I, I, I just, I think, I, I think our interests would just jump around like we'd we'd have an idea we're like oh i want to be you know such and such and we'd get that and we're like oh that looks really cool and then we'd see somebody else and we're like oh that's cooler you know it's always like kind of keeping up with the joneses kind of that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking i went to school and i probably saw everybody else and i was like oh i was being really fickle and be like oh that's what i want to be or no yeah what and and it's funny because you know there's not at least in terms of like our old home movies, which, you know, I think we both went through kind of doing the research for this episode. There's, there's really, there's only one big Halloween thing that's recorded. And that yeah. is, I think I was either third grade or fourth grade. You were yeah. kinder. I was kindergarten. So you were kinder. About so, so we're talking about trace elementary school in San Jose. Yeah. So let's see. There's uh, because of your birthday, there's technically three grades between us because you were a freshman when I was a senior. Right. In high school. Right. In high school. Yeah. So no, that's four. Because if that was, you know, pretend that that was kinder one two third grade. Okay. So I was in third grade. Okay. I was okay. in third grade. You were in kinder during this. That makes sense. Um. And and you had an ultra rad costume. Um, <laughs> I I had a costume that has an interesting story with it, but I was more fascinated by what everybody else was wearing. Oh oh no doubt. I mean, so there were you know. there were pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars was still big. Um, GI Joe was big. Um, and um, what else? What else? Uh, you you got a lot of Draculas. Mm-hmm. Um. There was one kid, I think, who was a like a tape-driven computer or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was just this big silver box. There was one kid who I thought was a childhood friend of mine, Jonathan Janowski, um, who was a pilot with a cardboard airplane. I literally, I saw that, and I like messaged oh, I him, and I'm like, dude, were you this costume? He's like, no, my, my costumes were never that. Oh, inspired wow. i'm like okay because this kid looks a lot like you <laughs> yeah this, this i mean I, it's actually i threw it up on my youtube thing so viewers can watch it but um it's mostly just home movie footage shot by our mother mm-hmm. of this children parading around the school and you can almost kind of group the costume the students into three categories like homemade costumes that are really creative and clever and then you have the kids that are wearing the um, so close to my heart, cheesy plastic costumes from companies like Ben Cooper yeah. or Collegeville, yeah. where it's just a chintzy plastic ma- mask that would like cut your face in like a plastic tarp or garbage bag. And then like the third category were like little kids whose parents didn't know about Halloween, so they just came to school in like normal clothes and are just marching around <laughs> looking like themselves. It, pretty much, <laughs> or like or that. it was, um, <laughs> you know, they they basically cobbled together a costume out of clothes they had from home yeah, and yeah, some, just... you know, hastily thrown on makeup kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, all, I mean, all three categories check different boxes of, you know, making me really happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But there was, um, some girl in your class Oh yeah, I know what you're talking who about. had, I'm trying to remember, I think it was like a, a, a C3PO outfit. Yeah. 
and and a Batgirl mask, or it was yeah. a Batgirl outfit and a no. C-3PO mask. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. It's It was the Batgirl C-3PO mashup that nobody expected. and uh, Nobody knew we needed until that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's a, that's a really classic one. I, I want to know what one. happened to that kid. Hopefully uh, yeah, she, that, she went on to do something really creative yeah, in that's, life. Yeah, that was definitely the winner out of that video. That's for sure. Totally. Uh, but, now, now what, what, what is your costume? My, this? okay, okay. My costume, third grade, this is, this is a classic story. Anytime that is. people ask me about Halloween growing up, I tell this story. Okay. Um, so my costume was Inspector Gadget. Because uh, Inspector Gadget's rad, even today. Um, it, it was one of those Ben Cooper style ones with the plastic mask and the, you know, here's his outfit screen printed onto a garbage bag. Um, <laughs> I, I also wasn't a petite kid. So I was at um, like a, it must have been a Halloween party. Uh, I don't remember if it was that same day as the, uh, as the home video. Or if it was on, like, you know, the weekend before. Mm, um, mm-hmm. But I remember in these, um, you know, plastic pants uh, that's part of the costume, uh, bending over to get something and completely splitting Shit. the ass open on that Aww. thing. Um, and I think that I was chubby enough that I probably wasn't wearing pants underneath it. I was probably just wearing underwear. Yeah! This yeah. is even better. Yeah. <laughs> So, and it's funny because I, I, I almost feel like I've got to look back at that video to see if I was wearing those plastic pants, um, like if we repaired them somehow, or if I was just wearing regular pants, like this is the aftermath and I had already destroyed them. Um, but yes, I remember it being very embarrassing. You could probably get like a lighter and like melt it back together. Um, God. Yeah. Right. Those, um, I seem to remember learning about what flame retardant means from looking at so many Halloween costume packages. <laughs> totally. Now your costume, however, as a kindergartner, <laughs> Oh yeah. Right. At an age younger than my kids are now, um, was super awesome. Tell us about your costume. Oh, here. It, 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 from what I can recall, it's, it, it was simply like a black cape. Yep. Right. And a uh, a mask, but it wasn't like the cheap plastic mask. Like it was more the grown up adult pla- uh, like rubber, full over the head mask, full over the head mask. And it was this like really creepy cyclops with like bright red hair, like almost like Ronald McDonald colored hair. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty red. And I loved it because obviously, you know, mom and dad must have. I must have been at the you know store and be like i want that one you know and they must have popped for it but and that's the thing i really like the fact that as a kindergartner i was really gravitating towards like the really sicko stuff the macabre yeah exactly Uh, i definitely have a strong memory of later in my our childhood there being uh two houses down from us a family a young family living there Mm -hmm. with a very young son and me like taking the mask out and like terrifying him on halloween and him like running around crying nice um, Very subtle, you know, whipping me or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So what? What? So what are uh, for other years? What are some of the uh, other costumes you can remember being? You know, it's it's funny because I I think like, Halloween isn't exactly my jam. Okay, I'll be honest. I mean, I I think I always liked it for the can- candy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there it was always fun. 
Um, but I never really felt very inspired to, you know, really do up a, a fancy costume or anything. So it was, it was always kind of hastily thrown together last minute stuff. Um, I know we have picture evidence that I was a, a skater mm-hmm. one year. And I think that was only inspired because somebody gave me a skateboard for the Christmas before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it definitely kind of pulled off, a you know, run down to Stevens Creek surplus and, uh, grab some army surplus gear. So as I know, as an army guy one year, mm-hmm. um, I also seem to remember, um, and we probably got like the hairspray, the colored hairspray from like Larry's or kitty world or something. Um, and we'll talk about both those places, but I, I seem to remember being a punk one year Okay, and like just taking like some plain white t-shirt and like, spraying it up and like ripping it in a couple of places kind of thing mm. um I'm, I'm i don't have a terribly punk aesthetic <laughs> normally but i tried to pull one off that year um and That's i awesome. i probably at one point in high school kind of like right when all this um like oh let's get dressed up stuff was tapering out since we did civil war reenacting when we were in high school um i probably just threw my uniform on one year sure Okay, okay. You, however, had much better outfits. Well, Halloween was definitely my jam. Um, I think if nothing else, as a little kid, you just, you know, as the younger brother, you know, you want attention. And Halloween is sort of like an occasion where you can pseudo-legitimately say, look at me, look at me, look at me. (laughs) And not Um, have to annoy everyone. Right. Right. Um, And the first thing I have to start out with in terms of costumes are uh, something called clone heads. Man, when you dropped this name yeah. and showed me a picture, I just flashed back so hard. I will have a link to these in the show notes. Yeah. And if you if you also had them, let us know because these were amazing and you know, you get extra brownie points from us. I I have to say right off the bat that um there's a number of podcasts about stuff nostalgia stuff from the 80s and 90s that i listen to like i'm sure you do too yeah um and in some ways i find myself um admiring these podcasts inspired by these podcasts wanting to pay tribute to these podcasts but not to like just copy those podcasts or like steal their material Mm -hmm. but i i definitely have to give props to a guy named Matt who lives in New York. He runs a website called Dinosaur Dracula, and he's the co-host of a podcast called The Purple Stuff Podcast. And it's this Matt guy and his website where you can find information about the Cloneheads Halloween costume. Because here's the thing. To paint a picture for the listeners, Cloneheads was uh, a series of costumes put out by a company called Spearhead Industries. Great name. And basic, great name. Um, basically, they were like two inflatable heads that would be on each shoulder of a child. So that it was almost like the child had three heads, Mm -hmm. right? And this guy, Matt and his website, like I can't find almost anything else anywhere else on the internet about these types of costumes other than this guy's website. Like that's how much. And the thing is, it's like, I couldn't, I never had any memory of these costumes until I stumbled upon this part of his website. Yeah. And it like, it like slapped me in the face, you know? Um, there's a there's different types of these costumes. One's like an alien. One has blue Frankenstein heads. Mm-hmm. 
ones like clowns. There was one that was pumpkins, which I'm sure we owned. I am pr- yes. Rung a really yes. Strong bell. I have very strong memories of the pumpkin one. There, there was the one skeleton where, one rings a bell too. The skull. There's one that are human skulls, and yep. that one for sure. I know that I had. Um, and then there was like a, the random like devil, you know, typical devil head. The red devil thing. ones, yeah. Um, and 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 these are you know they're the kind of things that if you didn't grow up with them they might seem like a novelty but if you do remember them um, I hope they made as big an impression on you as they did on, on us apparently yeah um, it's insane I'm I am looking at this right now and it just I mean it takes me back it's amazing it, I know right oh jeez so that's that was the first. You know, costume out the gate that I have to remember. Um, also, have some great photos in the family photo album of another costume I wore uh, in Halloween when I was in middle school. And one year, I dressed up as a Spanish conquistador. Um, Which you know, hey, points for for being into history. Well, see, that's the thing. I, I looking back, the only reason I could think that I must have been interested in dressing up in this particular costume was like from like 86 to 1990 I, I was really obsessed with a cartoon show on Nickelodeon called The Mysterious Cities of Gold. Oh right, yes. You know, so of course that was about like kids in like the 1600s like tramping around with conquistadors and like the Americas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's funny because it's like now when I think about it, if you know, if I was a kid today and I went to high, like a, like a school on Halloween dressed as a conquistador, like, there'd probably be, like, a lawsuit or something, like, or that'd be, like, considered, like, a hate thing, you know? Oh, I don't know that a conquistador would be, but... I don't know. Well, maybe. I don't I mean, know. There's certainly some things that, you know, nowadays you, you couldn't get away with that we could have worn back then, but I don't know. Spanish conquistador doesn't exactly, you know... But, I mean, you know, unless there's a bunch of kids of, like, Mayan descent at your school and you're terrorizing them. Well, no, but <laughs> that's, that's the thing. That's, that's where I think, I think maybe that narrative would, would, would probably go, you know. But here's the, here's the thing. You're, you're a parent. I'm not a parent. Yep. Maybe you can help me understand this. In schools today in California, elementary schools, do they even still do the Halloween parade thing for the students in costumes? Is that um, even still a thing anymore? You know, I'm not sure. Really? If well, I'm trying to remember. Well, not only not only do I have kids in school, I've got a wife who's a teacher. Right, right. Um, I I think I don't know that it's necessarily a parade. I think I think some schools will do an assembly. Okay. That kind of thing. Um, I I don't think it's. I, I think it varies honestly. Okay. Um, like I know parents' school doesn't really do much, but it's Montessori. Yeah, that's um, all different. Yeah, right. and that's not oh. it's not public school. Um. You know, I think Echoes does something, and I think uh, Amber School, I, I want to say they do an assembly, and of course she's not here to ask right now. Um, but I mean, stuff is obviously still done. Kids do obviously still dress up. I'm glad uh, to hear it. Yeah, totally. And I, and I know the teachers get into it too, uh, just like they did when we were kids. Um, I don't think it quite, I, I remember it kind of dominating the day. Oh yeah, uh, quite a bit. I don't think it quite dominates the day as much. Okay. Now, um, but I'm also I'm not the one there. I'm I'm stuck at work with right. you know like a handful of work people who are like, oh hey Halloween, and I'm like, mm, great, I got work to do. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> okay. Oh, somebody put you. candy out on a table here. I'm going to take all the stuff that doesn't have chocolate in it. Give me all your skittles. 
<laughs> well, folks, if, if the listeners out there in uh, podcast land uh, want to chime in and let us know uh, what it's like in your community, I'd love to know. I'd be really curious to know if there are still public elementary schools in California or anywhere, anywhere really, that still have the huge, big production where it's like a big one-day parade or... Is this something that doesn't happen anymore because there's lawsuits and students can't wear things with certain colors anymore and, you know, everybody has to be, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, ultra PC, you know, yeah, you're stuck PC. in some sort of really provincial thinking yeah, part of the world yeah. and you're like, we don't do Halloween here. But right, right. Anyway, um, so yeah, so the, that was, um, let's see, one year, um, also in middle school, I was, uh, I was Jeffrey Dahmer's busboy, which is really naughty. Um, I, well, yeah, now, now, at that time, were you saying, I'm going to dress as Jeffrey Dahmer's busboy, no, or is that what you I, call it now? I, no, 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 no. I, I actually, I, well, let me let me back up. So, Please. Um, amongst our many Halloween decorations at the house, we had a number of severed human body parts rendered in foam, rubber, and latex, mm-hmm. you know? One of which was um, a severed head, severed human head, that we named Arthur, which was incredibly realistic and lifelike looking. Yep, I remember and I can even well. I, I can even remember him. He had this like weird facial expression with his eyes pain, closed and his teeth gritted. Pain gritted. expression. Uh, you know. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he was definitely bald, completely bald. Yep. And we named him Arthur. And I took him to school for my Halloween costume. And I think I just walked around with him, but like in normal everyday street clothes. Okay. And then if anybody asked who I was, I said I was Jeffrey Dahmer's bus boy. Wow. Which is really like, I mean, I'm surprised I didn't get sent to the principal's office for saying that. You that's know what I mean? really kind of crazy because that's, I mean, that's like some last podcast on the left level stuff right there. It's kind of dark and twisted. Very. Um, for middle school? Yeah. So, um, and then in, in high school, let's see, one year I was Arthur the Moth from the Tick comic books. That's impressive because the Tick's pretty rad. Spoon! Exactly. I had, of course, you know, it's difficult to find a moth costume, so I had white sweatpants white sweatshirt yes i remember this i had a pair of angel wings that were the moth wings and i had bunny ears which are the like the antennae right right oh i remember this outfit i totally remember this outfit now when i was in high school i wore that and all my high school friends just thought it was amazing i wore the exact same costume my freshman year in college and it like felt it went over like a lead balloon and i had survived that long that's impressive well, no, I think it was only, I think I wore it junior or senior in high school. So it was only one or two years later. Okay. Okay. But, um, I had this one classmate who was like an exchange student from Russia and she saw me when I came into class dressed in this thing and she literally like had like a, like a laughing attack. Like she couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. Nice. And it was really, but not in a good way. You know what I mean? Oh, bad um, Russian laughing. I gotcha. And I did. I did also wear um, my Civil War reenacting uniform in in, in high school uh, for Halloween a couple of times. And I'll tell you, uh, uh, of course, our podcast, dear listeners, is rated explicit. Um, but suffice it to say, in high school and in college, historically, like Halloween was like the only time of year that I would get lucky <laughs> with like the girls. Hey now. You know, I mean, not in like a gross way, but like in a high school way, you know, um, and uh, and I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was the costumes. I don't know what's going on. But um, so I love Halloween is definitely my jam. Let me just put it that way. Clearly come up to you. Hey, soldier boy. Right. Um, there was this one time in middle school, though. It was really funny. My best friend in middle school was a kid named Ben. And um, Ben 
and I went trick or treating once in his parents' neighborhood. Okay. Uh, and it was it was early. It was broad daylight still, and it was just the two of us. And Ben was really into airplanes and history and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so his Halloween costume was the uh, World War One flying ace named Eddie Rickenbacker. Sure. Um, but the funny thing is, like every time we would go to like go to someone's house and ring on the door and they'd give us candy, like he'd like nobody would really know who he was. Like they could tell, oh, he was like an army person or something like that. Right. But he would like go into this like. It felt like a five or ten or fifteen minute like discussion about who he was supposed to be. So it was almost like it was almost like he wasn't getting the idea of like Halloween. It was like you know my 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 method was like let's get as much candy as we can, and his was like you know let's educate each the house we go to. Let's give a little history lesson about who Eddie Rickenbacker oh, was. Oh boy, why he was important, and it was like this really funny clash of like temperaments. I guess I don't know tonight on when nerds go trick or treating. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's now, awesome. now, now, now that we've talked about some of these um, costumes, where are some of the stores that we remember growing up that we would find some of these wonderful things? Well, I, I, I think the first and probably greatest place that we, we absolutely must pay tribute to uh, was on West San Carlos Street, um, literally walking distance from our house. You know, we could easily walk there if we'd wanted to. Um, but no, it would be mom, dad drive us over there. It was Larry's Theatrical. Oh, geez. Such a great place. It was an independently run and uh, operated um, costume and novelty store. Oh, they had like magic supplies. They had everything. All sorts of stuff. They had um, everything. Rows and rows and rows were the costumes. Um, you know, foam heads all up along the roof line with different wigs and masks and stuff on them i definitely remember like the front part of the store was like you stuff you could buy if you went into the back part there were like it was more like the costume rental area where you could just rent like a full costume basically. right right um i was really impressed because they had this one area where you could buy like a princess tiara or like a crown okay but like i remember it and i don't know how accurate my memory is but I remember it being like there were like forty different types of tiaras and crowns you could choose from. Like that's oh, how they were deep like their all, stock was. Yeah, they were like all in a case or yeah. something, weren't they? Yeah. Okay, and, I have vague memories of that. Because here's the thing: uh, unfortunately, Larry's has gone out of business, probably in the two thousands. I would guess. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but yeah, it's it's been some time now. Maybe the nineties, even. I'm not sure. Um, and, but I mean, I've done stuff like. Um, you know, scanned the obituary of the of Larry himself, who ran the shop, to try to find the names of relatives, so I could see if any of them out there have like old family photos of the store. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, it's like it, there's some places that we grew up with that are out of business now, for which I have been able to find, or there are on the internet at least photos of mm-hmm. these places. Mm-hmm. Larry's, it's like zilch, nothing, nada. You know, it's it's so frustrating for me. It's one of the highest things on my um, holy grail list of finding some imagery for you know right. just to kind of drool over. Um, but yeah, uh, Larry's was definitely, uh, and of course, what did we always call it? Larry's retractable. Larry's retractable, exactly. Because I don't know, child, I don't know how that got started, but I don't know either. But that's uh, that's definitely. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Larry's retractable. <laughs> um, retractable? What we're not going to discuss? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I didn't quite understand that part, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh let's see 
Do you remember the Halloween store, the temporary seasonal-only Halloween store in the building behind the Kitty World toy store? I remember it very well. That, you know, I, I, I don't know if that building was, like, what it was throughout the rest of the year. I think it might have been pool supplies. Or, like, if, um, oh, I don't know, you bought something larger. And you needed to go, like, you know, drive your car around and pick it up kind of thing? Yeah, it was, like, maybe, like, more of a warehouse or something. Possibly. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. Oh, such a great place, too, because it was, like, it was run by the same folks that ran our favorite childhood toy store. But it was almost, like, just as we donned special costumes for a certain time of the year, like, our favorite childhood toy store donned a Halloween kind of aesthetic at a certain time of the year. You yeah, know? for sure, for sure. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, there's, it's, don't get me wrong, like, I love going to modern day Halloween stores, like the Spirit Halloween stores. Right. I think, which, I think which the, sadly this year are all popping up in all the old Toys R Us locations. Oh, I know, it's a, it's such a trip, right? It's, it's heartbreaking. Oh, but, but the thing is, it's like, there's so many things about the old school Halloween stores, like, um, like, the fact that, like, back in the day, like, the masks would be up high. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't just reach up and grab it or something. Yeah. You'd have to, like, a store flunky come over and get up on a ladder or something like that. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. There's just something about the flavor of those old school uh, Halloween stores that was just really great. And, of course, it had all sorts of, you know, the black rubber bats. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the thing is that, you know... Now, it's it's like these these pop up superstores that don't necessarily have the most quality stuff, mm. you know. So you know you get all the spirit Halloween stores pop up, and it's like oh, it's that time of the year. It's like it's like seeing a you know a, a Christmas tree lot start to pop up. Oh, it's that time of the year, and it's it's different from when we had an established place that was there all year round. Kitty World oh, sure. was there all year round. Larry's was there sure. all year round. But then it would be, um, oh, here's the Halloween stuff. And so it mm-hmm. would be a special thing in a place that's always there when, when it's, when it's Halloween stuff popping up in, you know, oh, here's this store that's been empty 11 months out of the year. Yeah. Um, there's there's a cheapening to it, at least in my mind. I, I mean, I, I I see what you're saying. I mean, I think I agree with you to the extent that if I had to choose between a Spirit Halloween store and Larry's Theatrical, like, I would choose Larry's Theatrical 10 times out of 10. Oh, yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, since I love the fall and Halloween and cooler weather so much, like, the when I'm driving around, like, the... Each year, when I first see a sign that says Spirit Halloween Store, mm-hmm. like, for me, that's, like, what I must expect people on the East Coast feel when they first see their the leaves turning color. Or when the first pumpkin spice offerings show up at Starbucks. I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's, it's always, like, I always love that moment because it's, like, it's the first sign of fall. You know what I mean? No, I totally get that. I totally get that because, you know, I, for one, I do love the cooler weather and stuff. Yeah. And it's getting... Uh, darker earlier and lighter later mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I totally get that. Well, hey, should we uh, should we talk about some of the uh, 
the candy. Well, I, I let me let, just oh, do I we have some share. Else? Yeah, well, just one other place, and and oh, it wasn't specifically. Yeah, it was never specifically oh. a Halloween store. Um, nor did it necessarily, you know, kit itself out for Halloween. But Stevens Creek Surplus is another one of those places that's very much an institution, oh, God. Uh, especially in the South Bay. And it, it is still there uh, for how much longer? Who knows uh, in oh. this day and age with um, a lot of these strip malls and stuff, especially along Stevens Creek Boulevard, uh, kind of going the way of the dodo. Um, so many great memories of this place it would be so easy to go in and just you know okay here i'm going to kit myself out with a belt and here's a canteen and um you know get a jacket in fact i think you wore a jacket from that place through most of high school if i remember right i yeah i I have a military style jacket that i wore there i had a lot of jackets that i got from there i had one that had some like fox or fur lining um yeah oh i remember that one yeah yeah um, I mean, Stevens Creek Surplus, I mean, it's probably akin to most communities' Army-Navy stores, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, it's not special, but for us, I mean, it's holy ground, you know? Oh, um, completely. It was always neat to go in and look at pins and patches and... Oh, every um, kind of pin you can imagine. Yeah. Oh, my God. oh, no, there's great stuff there. In fact, um, there's a jacket that I picked up there, a black bomber jacket with an orange inside, um, yeah, still have it. It it became um I, I started modeling a jacket after uh uh Ace on Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um and and you know, got the jacket from Stevens Creek Surplus and then started adding uh badges and patches and stuff to it. In fact I wore it down to the Doctor Who convention I go to this year at which the actress who played her was there and she was very impressed by the jacket, which totally made my day. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. Some of the things I remember about Stevens Creek Surplus, there was all the walls are super decorated with stuff, but there was this one part of the wall where there was like a pair of Levi jeans that must have been some sort of weird like like salesman gimmick because yes. it was like the waist on this thing must have been like seven feet wide. Yeah, it, it was like a like a eight x or you know sixty inch wide. Yeah, inch wide waist kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's and it's still there. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. probably it's probably worth a lot of money, I would guess, because it's like Levi's are super collectible and it's like a weird oddity kind of thing. Oh, completely. Yeah, I'd I'd love to actually go back and and see what it is. Actually, or even just do some research to see, you know, if that. I can't imagine that was just a legit pair of jeans, and it's like, it, oh, here's. It must have been some sort of weird, like, advertising piece. It had to be. It had to be. Yeah. Where Where are American pickers when we need them? Right. Um, <laughs> one of the things I love about Stevens Creek Surplus is it's like, I mean, you have, like, you know, you can get Coleman lanterns and camping mm-hmm. supplies. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I almost kind of feel the farther back in the store you get, like, the weirder and the creepier the shit gets. So uh, to a start, point, yeah. You start getting, like, areas where it's like, you know, a sale on East German gas masks for babies. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, or yes. like books on how to kill people with a knife. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know, you, you get to that back area and it's just like, it's getting really kind of spooky and scary, you know? Yeah, there, there's always some interesting stuff there. there and there's uh, there at least were some other really good 
uh, surplus stores in the Bay Area. There was the Mountain View up in Campbell. I'm not sure oh, if it's there too. anymore. That is that is that gone? That that's a bummer because it was neat because they had a couple of missiles. Yeah, out yeah. front. Um, they always had some neat stuff there and some pretty decent prices too. Um, but yeah, you know, if you've got a um, army surplus store, military surplus store in in your neck of the woods, you know, go 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 support them because there's not a lot of those around anymore. Those places are the bomb for sure. Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Insert <sighs> rimshot dot mp3 here. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, should we, should we should we talk candy? Candy, 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 candy. Oh, no, thank you, Garfield. We'll get to that. <sighs> okay, we'll get to that. Okay, so candy. I think it's fair to say that you know ho- costumes are great, Halloween was great, but really it's all about the candy. At least as little kids, you know. For sure. Um, I'm it's sorry. All about, as an adult, it's about candy still. It, it's all about candy. It's it all is. about going to people you've never met before and asking them to give you candy. And, and uh, for some reason, trusting that they're not going to kill us. Right, exactly. Um, so now, what are some of the candies that you, if you had gotten in your sack or your, um, Mc, you know, McBoo pail or whatnot? <laughs> yes, right, my boo uh, pail. That's right. Right. What uh, what would you have What would you have been excited about seeing? Um, you know, for for as cheap as it is, I always like the double bubble bubble okay. gum. Um, I I honestly I don't even care how like gritty it feels at first. Um, double bubble is is still a classic with me. Okay. Um, I always love Kit Kat. Kit Kats Kit are Kat? rad. Um, uh, honestly, growing up, most chocolate like Butterfinger. Uh-huh. Love Butterfinger. Um, although I remember one time. Now this is not Halloween related. I did overindulge in Butterfinger one time, and uh, uh, what not, happened? Um, it came back up, and I didn't uh. like Butterfinger for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, everyone. Um, Three Musketeers. Always like Three Musketeers. Um, but, uh, one of those things that, that always stuck with me, and I, I think we may have talked about this a little bit in our, in our surf culture episode, uh, wax lips. Oh, you love chewing like things like that. I love chewing on wax. I don't know why, whether it's surf wax or, or wax that I had when I had braces or wax lips uh, or wax, what Dracula teeth, or the little right. bottles with the liquid in them? I always love uh, chewing on wax. I don't know why. Don't know you, where it started. You wouldn't, you wouldn't swallow it, would you? Um, sometimes. You, oh, sometimes. wow! I th- I think there literally is a candle inside me still. Oh my gosh! But maybe geez. that's where my heartburn comes from. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Not always. You know, not I, always. I, I shouldn't complain. As as we talk more about this list, there's some things I'm going to mention that are pretty gross. So <laughs> I, I I'm going to withhold judgment on that one. Okay. Fair. Fair. Uh, uh, what's some of the stuff that you you uh, you dug as a, a, a candy kid? Well, I really liked um, Dem Bones, which were a candy by Brock's. Now it, they were really chalky, and usually the chalky candies I really did care for, but these were really kind of fun because they were all in the shape of different bones. I have a vague recollection of these. And they actually, the, the container of the candy was like a plastic coffin. And that was like. Yes. That was the, that was the selling point for me. Yes. A, a yes, yes, times, yes. Yeah. A lot of times as a kid, I found that like the, the vehicle or the container was like just as important as the candy. I get it. Like the presentation, I guess. You yes, know? absolutely. We eat with our eyes. We eat with our eyes. Exactly. Um, and then, of course, and I think we almost should have a moment of silence and remembrance, the ever-famous PB Max candy bar. 
Yeah, no kidding, which I had pretty much forgotten about until you brought this up. And then I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, I remember PB Max. PB Max, they started in, I think they first showed up about 89 maybe. Okay. uh, What I can see. I mean, from what I can tell, they basically show up pretty high on almost every internet list of favorite candies that are have been discontinued mm-hmm. uh, and and allegedly from what i can tell like i don't know how apocryphal this is but um the the mars family who actually manufactured it discontinued it because they didn't like the flavor of peanut butter but it was like actually a really profitable candy everybody loved it that's crazy so they pulled it from the market and you know it doesn't exist anymore i mean you might find some in like some bomb shelter kitchens or somewhere or something <laughs> Um, in fact, you know what? Let's let's listen to a little audio clip of one of their t- TV commercials right now, shall we? The PB and PB Max doesn't mean Penguin Black Belt. Nope, the PB means peanut butter, covered in milk chocolate, with a hearty crunch in every bite. PB Max, we mean peanut butter. Oh my goodness! That was wild. I really would eat one of those. Right I now. I would I would gobble one of those down right now if there is one in front of me right forget saving so, it for history it needs to be in my belly no more pb maxes and although you know this next candy um was actually also discontinued from what i can tell it's only within the past couple months been re-resurrected by another company really uh, it's called bonkers and bonkers were like they don't. They kind of looked like gum, but they weren't gum, and they had like a weird fruity innard part. Like yeah, it was like a innards. fruit chew kind of it was, candy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a fruit chew candy, but it was like in like little blocks, almost the way like um, Bobalicious might be. Right, but they they were um, weren't weren't they two tone? They were definitely two tone. Yeah, in color. Um, Am I they, rem- remembering this right? I think I think so. So I liked Bonkers. Um, oh, yeah. There was a candy called Tubble Squeeze Bubblegum. This blew my mind. Which, like, I think it still is made today, but from Seriously? what research I could do, it doesn't look like it used to look, or at least the packaging doesn't. And I was able only able, only able to find a handful of photos of the ones that I remember, which looked essentially like a to- toothpaste tube. Yeah, I of, remember these. And it contains not toothpaste but gum, and you could squeeze it out and chew on it. Yep. And, and but the gross thing was when I would like get this tubble squeeze bubble gum. Oh my god! I would squeeze it into my mouth, and theoretically, when you <laughs> chew bubble gum, you're supposed to chew it, blow bubbles, and then you know not swallow it, right? Yes. Ultimately, discard it. Ultimately, discard it. For me, I would. I wouldn't even chew this stuff. I would just squeeze it into my mouth and immediately swallow it. <laughs> and like you probably I'll, weren't the only one. I'm sure I did too. I'll be honest. In my thirty year, thirty nine years on this planet, there have been some probably really nasty things that have traveled through my digestive tract. But I can't think of anything more horrible than this, like squeeze tube squeeze bubblegum. Okay. You know, I man. I swear this podcast makes me have the most revelatory, revelatory, revelatory moments. Okay. Where I use big words that I can't pronounce apparently, although you used apocryphal earlier, which is pretty (laughs) impressive. I remember like, like, you know, every good tube of toothpaste, you can't get all of it out of it. God 
dang it. Yeah. Yeah. I, as you're describing this, I have mm-hmm. a memory of we would cut the packaging open after we squeezed it all out to get the last of it out. Oh, that's so rank. That's so we nasty. Would I love it. We would cut the packaging open to get it all cut, out. I remember we would cut the this. Or whatever, this tube? Yes, we oh. would cut the tube open. Oh, that's so gross. And, and scoop those last little remnants <laughs> out. those last little nuggets of the tumble. Oh, oh my God. I love it. Oh, jeez. Okay. Wow. So, um, wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty nasty, but uh, I, I don't doubt it. I'm sure oh, that we did that. Man. Um, and then the last thing I have to say was just generically, like, candies made by a company called Amurol, and I might be mispronouncing that. I, 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 you sure you don't mean Armorol? Because I use that on the interior of my car. Yeah. I love that, that new car flavor. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, no. They, they were really famous, like, in the early 90s for um, – well, their biggest famous candy is the Big League Chew. Oh, okay. But they did stuff like candies that were like they came in things that looked like it was a pager, or they did they did one line of line of candy that looked like um, Nintendo Game Boy. Oh, okay, okay. So it was all novelty packaging. So, um, so, and that's what that's what drew you to it. Yeah, you like the was, packaging. Oh God, you're it, like oh, you're like Perrin. Oh my God! There was one line of bubblegum they did in the early '90s, and they were compact discs. Mm. And what you—the packaging looked exactly like a normal compact disc jewel case, but the disc itself was a, like a wafer in the shape and dimension of a compact disc. But you could chip it off, and it would be bubblegum. So basically, they made a disc of that crappy baseball card gum. Yes. That I bet at least one person on this planet said, I wonder what would happen if I stuck it in my CD player. <laughs> but, like, but like the, 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 the candies, these CDs, each one would be, like, um, the label on it would be, like, mocking, like, an actual popular song. Oh, it would be, like, a parody song. of... It would be, like, a parody, Nice. You know? Nice. Anyway, those love things... It. Oh, just love them. So, we've talked a little bit about the candies we... we fondly remember what are some of the things that if we got in our sack we would try to pawn off on mike mom or dad okay almond joy and mounds see that's I interesting stand i stand either of those is it because of the the is it because of the coconut it's mostly because of the coconut like i like okay. almonds just fine and i love chocolate just fine even though it's like too rich in histamine for me but the mm-hmm. coconut yeah i i just i'm not a fan of coconut so yeah anytime i, I got those pff, gone I was so surprised to read that on the show notes. I love that stuff. Yeah, you can have them. I love, we would trade, I guess. Yeah. Ugh. Something. Um, and I, man, I'm I'm gonna do a really bad job of explaining this. Okay. Um, because in general, I like nougat. I like like nougat in candy bars and stuff. But okay. there'd be like these. Um, I don't know. It, it, they'd be like these little bricks that I remember being like. You know, nougat and like chopped up nuts. Mm. Um, and they were, they might have been a little chewy. They were mostly hard, but there mm. was like no, no branded packaging to it. It was all like just cello wrapped. Yes, stuff. yes, it was clear. It was yeah. Clear. And yep. I just, I, ugh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. No, thank wasn't, you. Wasn't doing it, huh? Was not doing it for me. Okay. Um, uh, and then you know the other thing, the last thing I have on my thing, my list of things I didn't like, 
um, Whoppers. Really? You remember those, like, those oh, I remember Whoppers. Milk- I remember Whoppers very well. I, I rather like the malted milk balls. Really? Yes. So I, I, I probably would take your Whoppers and I'd trade you my Almond Joy. I couldn't understand it because you, like, you bite one and it's this like dry, chalky, powdery explosion yeah. in your mouth. Yeah. And it's just this like, and it's like all of a sudden you're like, where's a glass of milk? You know what Pretty I mean? Pretty much. Yeah, Whoppers yeah. don't get at all. I, I, I you know, I, I like them. Would I eat like a whole bag of them? No, because uh-huh. for that exact same reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, give me one little package or something. Sure, I'll chow them down. Now, do you remember anything we would get trick or treating that wasn't actually edible? Um, some things, you know, not a lot. We never got like rocks, like Charlie Brown got or something. But <laughs> <You're a rock. laughs> I got a rock. <laughs> um. Uh, those spider rings, you know, you get those little plastic yeah. novelty rings. It's got a spider on it. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I, I remember glow sticks. You know, glow sticks were the bomb. Still are. You just, you you just need what? a little bit of, you know, sandstorm in the background. I got to tell you, cash, cash money, cash. I don't remember getting cash. You don't remember getting cash. I don't remember getting cash. Well. When we talk a little bit later in the podcast about some of the houses we would visit, I'll I'll bring this back up. Okay, we'll circle wrap back around to this. I and for what it's worth, I not that they probably listen, but I got I got to shout out the folks around the corner here. Uh, we share a fence with them, um, but oh, in Livermore, yeah, here in town, yeah. yeah. Um, I love it because they are, you know, they're 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 an older couple, but they recognize um you know if you are a neighborhood kid like if if you're local so they like they recognize us they recognize our kids because sometimes their stuff ends up in their backyard um (laughs) you get a full-size candy bar ah nice if you're not from the neighborhood you get just one of little you know the bite size one of the mini things it's like oh hey you're from around the corner hey here's a full-size hershey bar yeah so like props to them you know props to anybody who does that kind of thing Oh, yeah. yeah, I like that. That that's that's good. That's good. Uh, okay. So now, what are some of the television specials and other Halloween-related media you can remember from our childhood? Halloween-related media. What a very modern way of saying that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, and I really, I I, I want to find a copy of this to show my kids um, because it was such a big thing for us. Uh, was Garfield's Halloween Adventure. Right. Um, and which is hilarious because uh, Perrin especially, I echo to an extent too, um, there is a, I don't know, I guess a newer, not, I'm not going to say brand new, but a newer uh, Garfield cartoon that they catch on Netflix. Uh, oh, really? Every now and then. Yeah, it's not, I don't think it's terribly well done. I like the good old-fashioned animation um, sure. But that's just me being an old fogey over here. Get off my lawn. Um, but Garfield's Halloween Adventure is so classic. I mean, you referenced it right in the beginning of the show. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I gotta find I think, it. 1985. I think it might have been CBS. Probably, yeah. Um, and it's for me, it's like up there with the 66. 66- charlie brown it's the great pumpkin yeah oh yeah special yeah but but the thing that trips me out is it's like they still re re rerun the charlie the charlie brown special Mm -hmm. 
But, like, you know, if I want to watch the Garfield one, I either have to bust out my DVD or go on YouTube. Oh, you've, ah. got, you've got it on DVD. I do. Nice. Um, uh, but but it, 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 it's crazy because it's just, like, it's so good. I don't understand why one is rerun and one isn't. Cause, I don't know. I, ne- I, mean, I, need to, I need to borrow that from you or find a YouTube link because oh, I, yeah. I totally want my kids to see it. It's so I good. Lo- I loved it for, I know some people, I know it's, there's a lot of people that I know that love it, but maybe they don't love the, the songs in the Garfield special. Mm-hmm. I love the songs. I think they're great. Um, of course, there's the famous bit where, you know, Odie and Garfield go trick-or-treating and they get in a rowboat and end up on a weird island. Yep. And there's an old man and then there's pirate ghosts and then mm-hmm. there's a treasure chest. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the heck is going on? And it's like kind of creepy. Um, oh, it's just perfection. Yeah, know? it is. Like it's every, really good. Every time I watch it on the DVD, my only complaint is it doesn't have commercials from the 80s like interspliced into it. Well, that, I mean, that that could always be fixed because that there's could be fixed. so many YouTube, you know, channels out there that just are of vintage commercials. Right. Just got to find ones kind of from 1985 and kind of from Halloween if you can. Totally. That'd be perfect. Now, here's the thing. Um, I know when we did our surfing episode, one of the things I did in quote-unquote research for the episode was to watch the film Back to the Beach. Yes. Which, like, was just a trip and so enjoyable and brought back so many memories. Good. For tonight's episode, the thing that kind of drove me up the wall a little bit, I listened to the audiobook version of a book that came out in the 1980s during our childhood called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, yes. And it's written by a guy named Alvin Schwartz. And it's a series of books, I think Mm -hmm. three books, Mm -hmm. um, of spooky stories. But the thing is, it's not only just spooky stories, but it's more like, it's almost like a folklore anthology slash urban legend compilation. So kind of creepypasta before there was creepypasta? (laughs) Creepypasta, yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, There's so many, okay, there's the story of, you know, the the lovers on Lover Lane, and mm-hmm. there's the escaped madman who has a hook for a hand, and they find the hook on the handle of the door of the Oh, car. yes, 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 yes. There's, it contains the story of the viper, the window viper, that we talked about in the G.I. Joe episode. Wait, really? Yeah. Really? It's the exact same thing, but it's not G.I. Joe, you know what I mean? Oh, it, but it, but it's like that's obviously where GI Joe. With the same concept. The same concept. Interesting. Um, there's uh, there's this one part of the book where there's something called the hearse song, and there's this one part of the song where it goes like, uh, it's talking about the decay of a human body in a grave. And oh wow! Okay. There's one part of the song where it goes. The worms crawl in. Oh, the yeah. The worms crawl yeah. out. The worms play pinochle on your snout. And when I heard that part of the song, it was like I was six years old again. Which you know? is, and that's funny you bring that up because I, um, when I was watching the uh, school Halloween parade, um, I was doing it at work during my lunch, so I had the volume all the way down. Because I was just going for visual clues, but I seem to remember um, uh, the whole teddy bear picnic song. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a weird choice of song to play for a whole. Yeah, yeah. 
There's some weird songs in that 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 clip. Yeah, I know, and I really I, I should have watched it another time with the sound up to get that. But that was one of those things that just watching it, I remember like they would play music over the PA system, and I seem to remember oh, yeah. the, the old teddy bear picnic one. Yeah, yeah totally. Anyway, I'm um, sorry, I totally distracted you. From no, what no, 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 no. About. These books, um, if you if you don't remember them from your childhood, dear listener. Um, they were really trippy because they had cover art and illustrations by an artist named Stephen Gamel. And, like, I think because primarily of the cover art, these books were actually some of the most banned books in school libraries during, like, the 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's, like, it's near the top of the list for a couple of years at least. Wow. Um, but there's just so many there's there's this great story in there about the um there's like some lady driving home at night and there's a car following her and the he- the high beams of the car following her keep going on and off. Oh yeah. Classic. And then she finally gets yeah, she finally gets yeah. home and she thinks that the guy with the high beams is the is the villain, but it's really there's a guy with a knife sitting behind her seat in her mm-hmm. car in the back mm-hmm. seat and the, every time the high beams comes on it's like that's when the guy has to hide again, you know? Yeah. And it's like I'm listening to all these and they're great because they're not like horror stories it's like more urban legends you know mm-hmm. and it's like and the thing that blew my mind you're telling me that somebody's making like a movie out of these books yeah and that just that it's it's the it's the it's that filmmaker it's um it's a uh, isn't it um isn't it that guy that did a uh, pan's labyrinth oh um, um i keep wanting to say benicio del toro no 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 it's um um uh, Guillermo, 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 Guillermo. Who, by the way, when I let my beard grow, I look exactly like him. Really, you need to let your beard grow more often. Right, um, but it's like I'm freaking out because it's like you're telling me that a book that was an important part of my childhood and other people's childhoods is going to be a film, and yet at the same time, I I can't imagine what that end product would even look like because the I book know. was so episodic you know yeah i'm i'm i really i know very little about it i've kind of just i've seen again reading headlines um yeah. i've seen that um but if you know if you're gonna stick uh del toro's name uh attached to it you know i'm gonna be like okay he's probably gonna do it justice yeah but it, you know it, it it's like i wonder is it live action is it gonna be cg is it gonna be an anthology thing like a Could Twilight Zone, you. like it's like oh, I'm so I'm Could so intrigued. Yeah, um, the last thing I had for this this section of the podcast, yeah, uh, scary sound effects cassette tapes. Do you Heck remember yes. these? Oh yes, yeah, I totally remember the scary sound effects cassette tapes. You might have like a creaking door noise, <laughs> right? Yep. Uh, wolves how- howling. Yeah, probably probably even some howling wind. Wings. Thunder and lightning. Okay. Thunder and lightning. Um, maybe like an organ. Uh, organ. Maybe witches cackling. Witches cackling. Um, um, I mean, I I love the idea of an audio cassette with sound effects for ho- holidays because yeah. it's like you don't see you don't you, you can't get a Thanksgiving sound effect cassette tape. I bet people like I, you know you can't people burping or listening to football. <laughs> you know, I mean, fo- fo- football in the background. Football in the background. People you know, scratching just, their bellies. It, when you, it's like when you sit down and think about it, it's such a weird idea, but it works perfectly. You it, know? For Halloween, it works perfectly, yeah. For other holidays, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> Although that yeah. would really be funny to put together a Thanksgiving one. 
Um, I yeah, I tried to I tried to recreate something kind of like this last year, and I went a little esoteric with it. Um, what did you do? I um, basically made I can't remember if I did it on a CD or if I just kind of just you know like Bluetoothed it off my phone. Modern days, um, but I took a bunch of really kind of spooky sounding uh, number stations, right? Like Wait, like s- spy broadcasts and stuff. Oh, this is this is your Russian stuff. Uh, um, uh, well, there is that. I mean, there's other countries that do them too. There's a, okay. a, a group called the Conet Project, and they they okay. recorded them for years and years and years. Um, so, but. The thing is, is, you know, the, the white noise of the radio static and then these kind of monotonous sounding voices, <laughs> you know, oblique, oblique, <laughs> ein, dry, you know, or, or just counting out uh, 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 alphanumeric uh, phrases and stuff. When you listen to it in the dark, it actually can be really spooky. So I, I tried to go um, in the vein of the scary sound effects cassette tapes and just kind of play these transmissions do you, do, do you still have these files like, i totally is, do is this like something you could share with me or um, you know what if uh yeah i mean the whole conet project's on spotify too i mean you could you okay. could just c-o-n-e-t um okay. and and just listen to them um i <laughs> you can also it's it's all completely uh, free, yeah. You can download, uh, you know, all the MP3s of these recordings that they've collected over the years. Um, and seriously, yeah, in the dark, spooky as heck. Has anybody put this stuff to a techno beat yet? Um, yeah, kind of. Okay, all right, all right. Kind of, yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> all right. So the next section of the podcast yeah. that we're doing tonight. Houses we remember. Now, this is one that I used Google Maps a lot for. Okay. Um, the first one on the list, tell me, please tell me you remember 1440 Calaveras Avenue. Oh, I very much do because this was the place that had the ghost on the zip line. Exactly. These, exactly. Folks, so, I mean, these folks really did a great job with their house. I remember this very well. Okay. So let's, let's paint a picture for the listeners. It's kind of like a two-story Tudor brick style mm-hmm. home. Yeah, if I remember right, had a bunch of, um, uh, I didn't so much have a, a fence around the property, but they had, a tr- you know, trimmed hedges. Yeah, hedges, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, now, and what did they do that I've never seen done in any other house? Uh, if I remember correctly, from a second-story window, they ran basically a, a, you know, a line on a pulley, down to a tree that was at the sidewalk. So it literally would go over the sidewalk. Yeah. Um, but they basically crafted uh, a ghost out of a sheet um, and probably something to kind of craft the head and anchor onto the, the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you were coming down the sidewalk or coming up the walk, they would, you know, shuttle this thing down to the tree. Mm-hmm. So here it is dark and you've got this thing just swooping down from left to right mm-hmm. uh, across oh. your field of vision. It, it was fantastic. I mean, they always was, did such a great job. 
as a little kid, I was convinced this was better than like any movie special effects I'd ever seen. <laughs> the fact that there's like a basketball with a white sheet on it rolling down a piece of fishing line from a second story window, and then like they would drag it back up and do it again. Yep. I would just want to stand there and watch that thing coming down. Well, I think know? sometimes we did. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah, it was really good. I, I seem to remember mom maybe talking to that family and them saying that when the kids like went off to college, they just stopped doing all that kind of stuff maybe or that something. That rings a slight bell. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, um, there was another house I remember also on Calaveras Avenue that had, it was almost like a haunted house kind of thing where you'd actually, they would, you would walk through their backyard and they might have really? had like a, it was a strobe light kind of thing. And sure, they, before sure. you'd get the candy, there was all these different things you had to walk through. And um, there was one, one, the guy who, one of the, I guess the father of the house, I don't know. He, there was one part where he was in the back with like a mask and like a chainsaw, like mm. a real chainsaw that he would like rev up. Oh, jeez. And like, I mean, he would like chase you or anything like that. But like, I can remember as like a little kid standing there and there's this guy revving the chainsaw. Right. And like nine, nine out of 10 kids probably like scream and ran at that point. And I'm just like frozen solid, just staring at this guy. And he's doing, he's revving it, and he's like looking all threatening. And then I think eventually he just kind of like stopped it, and he was like, "Okay, kid, get out of here," you know. Or it's like, you know, keep, keep the line moving, keep the line moving, you know. So he totally like broke character, you know. Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I I'm about ninety percent sure that's a that's an accurate memory, but I'd have to I'd have to double check. Um, nice. Um, and then I, I could have sworn there was. Um, there was a house on Magnolia Avenue that gave out one dollar bills. I see. Um, I don't. I don't have don't a recollection that? of that. That's not to say okay. it didn't happen. I just yeah. don't have a recollection of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we ever had any. You know, I always. You know, people always talk about like the razor blade and the apple. Mm-hmm. But like the thing that I'm really kind of like curious about, it's like, was, were there really people that would give out toothbrushes? I. You've heard that legend, right? Oh, sure, like, sure, 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 sure. But, I mean, if that because that's the thing where that's that's for me like harder to believe than the razor blade. <laughs> because it's like who would who would I mean maybe a dentist I guess you know downers killjoys yeah it's yeah. like but I mean you're you're almost like asking to get like something thrown at your house right you're asking to get your cars egged right right totally I I I know I never got an apple I know also know that I never got a toothbrush so yeah. Uh, were, were, were there any other houses that you remember? Or? God, not really. Really, okay. not really. I mean, I I know that you know our the neighborhood we grew up in is is pretty old. I mean, it's it's creeping up on a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's lots of old looking houses mm-hmm. in the area. I mean, I remember going back up on uh, Shasta. Mm-hmm. between Tillman and, and the Alameda. Um, and that's a very tree-heavy street. So it would be extra dark back there. And, and there was stuff that I just remember would look spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Martin Avenue, one more block from back, back from that, you've got some larger homes. Oh, oh, that house at the corner of Martin and... Oh God, I don't remember the little side street. Okay, but it's it's headed toward the Alameda from Tillman, uh-huh. and it was an old, um, kind of like a '30s Art Deco 
house mm-hmm. and it had a huge side yard that always was kind of overgrown mm-hmm. with stuff and they wouldn't always necessarily do a lot of decorations but the house always looked spooky all year round anyway mm-hmm. um and so anything that they did put out for halloween just came across with that much more vibe to it right right um god i can see the house so clearly hmm. in my mind and i don't even know that i don't even know that anybody was even there to trick or treat i don't remember remember i don't ever remember going to the door i need to learn how to enunciate and not mumble apparently <laughs> excuse me <laughs> that's interesting if you can yeah. find a picture of it on like google maps i'd love to see it oh you know yeah I mean? easy, i'm sure i probably remember it too easy um, easy there was one other ha- i mean i guess all my i guess everything i remember was on calaveras avenue because i just now remembered another one on calaveras where okay. it was a house and somebody put up a small sign saying you know um you know uh, please do not knock on the door we're not participating in trick-or-treat maybe and it was said something there was something sad like you know we somebody was sick or there was a death in the family or something right, like that right but it was like, and all the lights were dim, you know, there's no decorations, but it was like, I remember this house, but like, um, part of me wondered like if this was just a gimmick, like it was still okay to ring the bell, but this was just their, their, you know, thing. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously it wasn't a gimmick. They obviously just literally didn't want to be bothered, but like there was something about it that really creeped me out, you know, about that house, you know, um, because it was like, it was the one house that didn't have, it was dark. And there were there was no activity. It was like a dead house, you know, in the middle of Halloween. I don't right. know. Right. Um, so what about um, what about some of the Halloween decorations you can remember? I mean, obviously we have like, you know, do you remember those weird little um, orange uh, pumpkin knives that were so dull and blunt that? Oh like, yeah, the 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 safety scissors of pumpkin <laughs> knives with like the plastic handle bit thing. Yes. Oh. oh yeah, I remember those well. So good. Um, dry ice. I remember us Drew and doing dry ice. Where did we? Do you know where we could? Where we pick up? Where one would get dry ice when we were kids? Was it like the Alpha Beta or like? Um, no, no. Actually, there was a spot right near the train station, right across from what at that time was uh the burger joint that john's graffiti night was held at oh where they built the the sharks arena um yes but on our side of the tracks oh okay um and, and it literally butted right up against uh the railroad there okay um there's a i i want to say the place was just called san jose dry ice oh okay um and i remember we bought uh, we bought dry ice there mm-hmm. before um, to um, put in, you know, pumpkins or something. Dry ice is so cool. I think we, I, I seem to remember maybe throwing some, uh, some glow sticks in with it. Oh, I'm sure we did at some like point. In a cal- like a plastic black cauldron or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um... And then I think I think we um, there were some decorations, some sixty style decorations. You remember? Yeah, I we've got uh, pictures 
of and this this might technically have been before uh the 80s this might have been very late 70s but um some pictures of of our house at halloween time um and there were this just they're very retro style i think they were probably drawn in the 50s or 60s but they're just reprinted so many times Mm -hmm. um you know just a black cat or a witch and a moon behind her um this is also stuff i mean if you went to school kind of around the same time that we did you know probably most every teacher's classroom had Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. uh these decorations up in it um so it was uh i don't know just very iconic you don't don't really see them much anymore and i don't know um i don't know what company made them yeah they were kind of like um i think i think i think some people call them die cut like die cut yeah um yeah and it's interesting because i think you're exactly right there's one photo at least that we have where you can see them in the window and I remember at your birthday lunch, mom was saying something to the effect that she thought in the basement we still had the mask that I wore, the Cyclops mask I wore when I was in kindergarten. And I kind of flipped out a little bit. And I was like, hey, if if there's a possibility that we do have one, that, mm-hmm. that mask's still down there, would you mind going down and doing six hours of backbreaking labor searching for it? You know, letting me know what you find. Uh-huh. And eventually that later that weekend she she said she went down there she couldn't find the mask but she found those self-same decorations from my the window god did she really and then, and i was like oh my god are you serious and she's like yeah i put them right back and i was like i was like why not bring I, them up yes i mean I'm, I'm really hoping that maybe i'll go down and, and dig them out oh please I mean, do because they're so retro and cool and you're exactly right. They're the kind of things that, you know, the teacher would hang up in the classroom mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, set the mood for the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They're really, really cool. Oh, that's crazy. I can't imagine. I, how do they not just crumble to dust after so many decades? Oh, well, I, they're just, I think they're just really well packed away down in one of the boxes down in the wow. basement. Props yeah. to you, Mom, for doing that. Good job. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> So I think I think we're pretty much at our last topic. Um, yeah. Which was basically when did when did we kind of when did we stop trick or treating? I guess. Um, uh, I think for me it was probably by the time I got to high school, if not kind of by eighth grade. You know, I mean, like like I said, Halloween was wasn't always my jam. I I, w- I would never get super inspired uh, to do costumes, so that that laziness that I already had about it just became more lazy as I got older and I'm like, nah, I'm just going to stay home and watch, you know, spooky movies, spooky mm-hmm. old movies and and hand out candy. Yeah. You know, I and think, eat candy. I think I'm the same way. I think I have a memory being in high school with a friend of mine named John Hoppin. Mm-hmm. And we went trick or treating and I remember his he his costume was a last minute affair where he had crumpled up bits of newspaper taped to his body and he was a man running in wind and that was his costume and i think he and i went out trick-or-treating i think that might have been the last time i, I went trick-or-treating as an independent entity points, but points one, for creativity 
One thing that I did remember, just as we were recording tonight, hmm. um, there was one really neat thing when I was in college. I had a college roommate named Chris, and he attended a church in San Francisco that always did a big Halloween thing each year. And one year, I got recruited to be one of the, um, I, for lack of a better word, actors in okay. their performance. And what they would do is they would transfer, transform their church into a haunted house, and the different rooms of the haunted house each one would illustrate a different one of the seven deadly sins oh, in, the, in the Christian religion. Okay. So like one, and I think the room, I think the room I was part of was like the sin of sloth. <laughs> so it was like me and some other people like reclining on couches or something. And it oh, was like, boy, but it was like, it was very, um, it wasn't gory, but it was very elaborate. Uh-huh. And there was a lot more to it. Like there were weird, tubes hanging down from the ceiling that supposedly that's where we took our nourishment from because it was so slothful we wouldn't get up out oh of the couch. my gosh really and then what like the little kids in the neighborhood would you know travel through and like stare at us like we were zoo animals or something you know wow and then they'd go on to the next room which was like wrath or lust or something like yeah, that you know? i don't want you know if you got little kids coming through for halloween <laughs> don't expose them to lust what the heck well no but i mean i think it's like a church thing you know they're trying I to don't teach care. something you know but anyway, I remember I, I had a lot of fun that that um, that year. So that well, was it good was really trick or treating, but it was uh, it was it was pretty cool nonetheless. So. Good heavens! You know what? I'll tell you one thing. I am so upset that Halloween this year is on a Wednesday. I know, right in the like, middle of the week. Oh, if it was the weekend, I mean, I'm even still thinking about this. But if it was the weekend, I would definitely drive down to Mom and Dad's and hand out candy. Nice. Because I don't I don't get nobody in my apartment complex. I'll tell you right now. It's I yeah. Anytime that we've ever lived in an apartment, I mean, you'd get nobody. I mean, blessedly, we're 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 in a house now. We're in a neighborhood that's got kids, so you know, we we definitely get people coming through. Yeah. Uh, so that's nice. And hey, I mean, you know, next time it's on a weekend, you're always you're always welcome to come down here if you wanted to. Oh, that'd be awesome, man! I really get a kick out of that. You know. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll 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 find that old mask and we'll get you dressed up in it. <laughs> yeah, totally, <laughs> a thirty-year-old mask that's probably full of rat droppings. Oh God, Ugh. yeah. Oh Just my God, dude! I can't tell you how I'm. Oh, I mean, I feel like I always say this each podcast, but I just can't tell you how much I enjoy talking with you about these topics. Oh, it's and... always fun. It's always fun to go back. I mean, every any time we hang out, this is kind of what we sound like <laughs> talking about this kind of stuff. And dear listener, if you have any uh, happy Halloween memories of yourself, please feel free to reach out to us and share them with us. I always get a big kick about hearing Halloween stories or things like that. Yeah, definitely. Please let us know kind of what some of your memories are. We can always share them on our next episode. Uh, our next episode? What yes. is our next episode? Oh, well, you know what? We we knew we really couldn't put together much of a Thanksgiving episode for november uh so we are actually going to do the music we love 1987 edition right and i think this is a great idea because having it broken down by year really allows us to kind of focus yeah definitely um, and i you picked the year i mean i threw out some ideas but you're like let's do 87 i'm like okay perfect because when i bought a car from 1987 i went i wonder what songs came out the year that this car came out and oh so did you, I do, actually did you have, do a playlist I, for your car i did a playlist for my oh, car this is this is something i already did so two romantic. years ago 
Um, oh. So I, I actually already have some some music curated for this. So th- this makes oh it easy. Gosh. But but but, how many songs do we want to do? Do we want to do five? Do we want to do ten? Do we want to? We oh, didn't even man. talk about that. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll find out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In other words, Seb <laughs> doesn't want to decide right now. We will figure this out off air. Yeah, I have. I have. That's a great question. I haven't even thought about that. Think about uh, it. All right, let's let's begin. Oh man. Uh, well, Seb. If I don't get a chance to talk to you on the day, I hope you have a very happy Halloween. Well, thank you. You, you too. Uh, any you. word on uh, what Parent and Echo might dress up as? Um, I think, if I remember correctly, Parent wants to be a cat this year. Okay. And I want to say that Echo wants to be... Oh my gosh, it's one of... Oh, it's a Nintendo-related character, and it's a princess, but it's not Peach. Is it? I is it Zelda? No, no, no. She was Zelda last year. Oh, okay. Um, and Parent is... was Link. And I can't. Maybe it's the princess her. from Mario. Well, yeah, but that's Princess Peach. Oh, yeah. And, I, and it's not right. her. It's ah, shoot, I can't remember. That doesn't do anybody listening any justice. Okay. Oh well. But anyway. I'm sure they'll be great, and we've got a little while to get them pulled together because, of course, we're re- recording at the beginning of the month. Mm. <sighs> well, if you got time, which hopefully you do, uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Memory Serves Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Apex Buddha, and you can follow Seb at Clan McMuffin. Yep, along with Clan McHash Browns. Suddenly, I'm craving McDonald's breakfasts. Oh, man. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, wherever you consume podcasts, just search up If Memory Serves. You can also now find us on Spotify along with all the other great podcasts on notlg.com. Uh, please, please, please rate and review us as well. Uh, uh, the more stars, the more we get noticed. But I'm not asking you to give us five stars. Give us what you think we deserve because everybody's begging for five stars and that makes it not special anymore. Uh, if you want to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G and you will get all the podcasts from the Night of the Living Geeks Network on there. You can also check out notlg.spreadshirt.com and get yourself one of our new If Memory Serves shirts I got to see one live and in person a couple weeks ago when Yay! I saw you last. That is fantastic. And I love that mom and dad want to get ones too. And unfortunately, <laughs> you guys will probably all three of them have them before I have one. So that's okay. That's okay. It's great. It's great. Go get yourself one. It's it's a very cool, rad 80s design. <laughs> oh, it is. It's very cool. And uh, if you can, please... Uh, support us at patreon.com slash n-o-t-l-g I understand we have got some swaggity swag coming uh, in 2019 um, stuff that we have available right now as you actually get to hear outtakes uh, from the various shows on the network uh, just something to tide you over and entertain you with uh, until we kind of uh, get our Patreon uh, levels together for next year Morgan Willis does our music. You can check him out on Facebook. Search up Morgan Willis. His name is all in caps. You can't miss it. He's also on Twitter at MorganWillis82. And make sure to check him out on SoundCloud or Spotify. Just search up his name. 
Well, that does it for us this month. We hope you all have a lovely, safe, and uh, spooky, and entertaining, and candy-filled Halloween. Candy, 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 candy. And may you all rest in peace. I get it. You made it funny. We'll see you next time, folks. Bye-bye. I don't think F-Zero had a princess. It was no princess in F-Zero. Not that I remember, although that's got great music.